Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, so the 20th and Valit Street this week on Urban Spelunking, we've we've de- we've determined this is Midtown. We didn't need to we didn't need to look it up. <laughs> Not at all, right? <laughs> so we're checking out the former McKinley Elementary School. It gets the name McKinley because uh, it actually, as you said, used to face McKinley before that um, road was kind of reconfigured there. And this is a school that had been in pretty rough shape, but vandals got to it. There were a time when like bricks you said were popping out, like kind of on yeah. their own. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So now it's um, a big, big project, big redevelopment, and soon to be what veterans housing. Yeah, so um, it is going to be thirty nine units of affordable housing for veterans and their families. So they're all two and three bedroom apartments, except for one one bedroom apartment. So mostly two and three bedroom. Yeah, so uh, definitely aimed at families uh, for you know veterans and active military actually could also live there. It seems like there's there's more and more of those developments that are aimed towards families. And I know that like at the um, old soldiers home, there's some even duplexes and more of that family oriented arrangement. And it's just great to see that it's not just for the single person. It's also for families and there's options for veterans now. Yeah, I mean, I, and I like that a lot of these projects are um, even just beyond veterans, that they're targeting groups of people that really need affordable housing and, and good housing options like, you know, the the uh, Wheatley school that we talked about is for seniors specifically fifth street school specifically for seniors, you know, so they're um, the developers are, are really kind of targeting these um, demographic groups that, that need access to um, affordable housing. And interestingly, Ted Matcom, who is um, at Gorman and company, who is the developer here told me that he feels, you know, feels like that veterans as a group have been sort of overlooked in terms of, affordable housing. So it was really important to him to have this project move forward for veterans. Well, where does the project stand today? I, I see from your pictures you visited and uh, you know the drywall was up and it looks like it's, I don't know, about midway through the exterior just looks like it got a fresh coat of paint, but where do things stand and when will it be open? Yeah. Well, I mean, considering the place seemed, you know, before they started work on it uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, it looked like it was ready to literally fall down. I mean, it's the kind of place you look like you'd go past it and you'd think the next time I come past here, it might, <laughs> it might not be here, you know? That um, bad, huh? wow. So yeah. So it's amazing to, to go in now and see apartments drywalled all, you know, tons of new windows being put in just like plaster work being done is really amazing. And I'd been in there a couple of times before the first time I went in there, I had to wear a respirator. That's how bad it was, you know? Um, so it was really heartening to see this. Um, but they're supposed to be ready to have tenants move in on April 1st. So they are flying along. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do, but there's nearly 400 windows in the place. They're replacing pretty much all of them. There are, are some historic windows they were able to save. Those are not in the apartments. Those are sort of more in like stairwells and that sort of thing. Um, and they're, you know, they're so they're really doing that work now and they're painting, they're tuck pointing all the brick, you know, just everything you can think of basically needs to be done <laughs> on this building. Um, but it's, it's moving along and it's amazing the kind of progress they've made in just, you know, about a, about a half a year. Well, come up in the second part of our conversation, we're going to go back in time. This is a pretty old, we didn't, we didn't say the date. We should mention the date here. This is an old school. Yeah. 1885. Right. Yeah. And a unique one and a unique one in MPS, you know, former MPS 
building. Um, so a lot of history to dig into next. We're going to talk about that. The building suffered a fire, which we'll get into as well. And then, of course, close out with the present day. A bit more from your tour next on Urban Spelunking. Don't stress about that car you don't need. Embrace the lazy days of summer by donating it to Radio Milwaukee. We accept many kinds of vehicle donations, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, and even RVs. Pickup is free, and you could get a tax deduction. Donate your vehicle now, and then kick back and enjoy the great music and stories you help to support. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to start your donation today. All right, we're back on Urban Spelunking. Okay, we're back on Urban Spelunking in Midtown, decidedly Midtown. We consulted the text. Thank you, John Gerda at the uh, former McKinley Street Elementary School. I'm sorry, at the former McKinley Elementary School. We talked about the future, but let's go back to the the very beginning. We're talking um, 1858? 1885. Okay, those are the the same numbers. They are the same numbers in a different order. (laughs) It's from 1588. Yes. <laughs> Built in 1588. Wow. <laughs> hey, we had a 2000 year old statue a couple weeks ago. I mean, right. Is... So you never, so you never know. Yeah. So okay. it was built it. So it was built in 1885. Um, and if you look at it now, I mean, it, it's sort of interesting. There's a, a, an original building that has had three really big additions on it. So, and two of the, the first edition looked a whole lot like the first building. And then there's uh, a third edition from about 1900, I think, 1902. And then there was a late 1950s edition, uh, which is a sort of a single one-story boxy thing. Um, and that, interestingly, has played kind of a big role in the ups and downs of this building, that little edition. Um, because in 2013, that's where there was a fire mm. that led to the building basically being vacated and... Um, sort of abandoned, you know, the daycare that had been in there, um, was not operating anymore. And so the building was just sitting there and, uh, not being maintained. Um, and then the city ended up getting the building and they were trying all sorts of things to see if they could get it developed. And they managed to get, uh, Gorman and Company interested, and Gorman and Company is based in Oregon, Wisconsin, near Madison, and they've done okay. they've done a bunch of these kinds of projects before. They do all, I mean, they do all sorts of developments, but yeah, that's definitely a name I recognize and a logo I've seen all over all over the place, right? Yeah, they've done some of the libraries, you know, those mm, yeah. new libraries, mm-hmm. like they did the one on Mitchell Street, for example. Um, but they also have done a bunch of these school redevelopments. They did they turned Jackie Robinson Middle School into senior apartments. They turned the old Fifth Street Isaac Coggs school into apartments. Um, now they're working on this one. And in December, they're supposed to close on the old Edison Middle uh, Junior High School and former Custer High School building, which we talked about probably when I went in there a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're naming some urban spelunking greatest hits here. Yes. From the whole- <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, um so luckily they, they came up with a plan. They were able to get the funding. Um, the city was able to get a grant um, from the federal government to remediate the asbestos that was in there. Um, and so they ended up closing on the building last December. And then the work has been moving forward since then. Um, so let's go back to that. Was that 2013 fire? Was it uh, really pretty devastating or was it? Well, I mean, 
Yeah, like, did I the mean, addition I, did the addition itself survive? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a brick box, and it did. I mean, it had damage in it, but um, I think it there had to be. I think there was a city order demanding that they board it up and that sort of thing. So I, I think it was maybe not attended to. Um, as quickly as it could have been and things started to get out of hand. And then, you know, once they moved out, I think vandals started to get inside and that's when the real trouble happened. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the fire itself, I don't think did a ton of damage. I think just like the aftermath of the fire allowed vandals in to cause the worst worst problems, you know? And I mean, you go inside and there was actually some pretty cool, cool graffiti in there. (laughs) I hate to say that, I hate to encourage, but I mean, there was some like artistically done graffiti in there, um, which was nice, but I mean, they, you know, the blackboard, all the original blackboards were broken, you know, like holes were punched in the walls. I mean, just all kinds of bad stuff. And then just things just got worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, mother nature was complicated. Yeah. 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 So, you know, this was an MPS school up until the end of the seventies. Okay. So it it was open until 1979, I believe, um, and then the district ended up selling it in 1985 to the VE Carter, um, to VE Carter who who ran the daycare there for a really long time, and there you know the the family um, took care of it. I mean, the building was in good shape for a really long time. I knew people who were in there not long before the fire, and the building seemed okay at that point. You know, I think. Um, but the Carters by then, I believe had passed on and, um, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the same anymore. I think from that point on the fire, just all of that kind of stuff coming together, you know? Yeah. And I mean, 2013 was almost 10 years ago now too. And right. Um, so mother nature, is... <laughs> yeah. So mother nature and vandals can do a lot of damage in, in 10 years. You know? Okay. So that's, that's the history of, uh, I guess kind of the, the, the dark side of the history, but I mean, this was a school for a long time. And when you, when you visited, you saw tons of evidence of those, those school days, including some more recent memories of when it was um, McKinley, but you know, in it's most recent chapter. Yeah. You know, it's um, if you go in, even now with all the work they're doing, there's still a few murals you can see painted on the walls. Um, there's one about Isaac Newton, which is interesting. One about an Egyptian Pharaoh. Um, yeah. But when I went in there, I think it was the first time. This is the third time I've been in, I think. The first time I went in, it was that classic kind of closed school experience, except that it was, you know, often when, when I go to the ones that are still owned by MPS, the the lights work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, but it, in that first time the, the windows were boarded up, there was no electricity. We had to have flashlights. We had the respirators. But even still, you could see next to the coat hooks, like, student names were on next to each coat hook just that really kind of like powerful stuff that reminds you that for generations a building like this was was used by so many people of all ages you know children teachers oh, staff, yeah. mm-hmm. community i mean they you know the schools were for many years community centers where people would come in and take classes and have meetings and do all sorts of things so it's that's always a really powerful moment uh, and it probably tells you something about, I mean, if you think 1885 when it was built and then it was added on to over the years, what do you think that tells you about, you know, the, the neighborhood at that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously through the late fifties, it was still 
sending enough kids off to school that they needed to build yet another edition, right? I mean, so, yeah. So for like a hundred years, right? It was it was yeah. growing and thriving. Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing. So let's go back to your tour. You got uh, you got inside. Um, you said the some of the blackboards and the edition were didn't quite make it, but I'm looking down the hallways here, and it does still kind of have that school look. I'm looking at like some of the decorative uh, door arches and some of the uh, wainscoting and the ceilings. And um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the school vibe a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? The best part <laughs> is pretty much all of that's going to stay. Yeah. So, you know, what you see in the pictures in the, in the article, the, the moldings around the door frames, the transom windows above the doors, the wainscoting, um, the blackboards are all gone, of course, but um, all the stuff, the hardwood floors are going to be redone. So all of that stuff is staying. It's still going to definitely have a, a schoolhouse vibe. And although the apartments don't conform exactly to a classroom layout, they generally seem to, they have um, just sort of connected them on the interior. So in the hallways, it still looks like a, it looks like a, there's not new doorways and things in the hallways. So it still looks like a school in that sense. Yeah, that's really cool. Where you get the you get the school sense from the from the hallways and from the public areas, but once you're in the apartment, it's not like there's a chalkboard on the walls. You're not living in a classroom, right? And because in some cases they re, they really reconfigure much more heavily, you know, in the public areas too. And in this case, they they they're not really doing that, so it's it's yeah. really nice. Although I have seen some of the some of the other schools that have been redeveloped, where it very much looks like you're living in a classroom. And oh, absolutely. That that would be kind of cool too. So <laughs> yeah, there, there are some that definitely seem to conform almost very strictly to the like an apartment per classroom, which then you really feel, and they still have chalkboards and that sort of thing. Then you really feel like you're in in school. Okay, well, we're we're going to be keeping an eye on this project, of course. Uh, looking at next April for opening, right? And yep. you said thirty nine units. Yep. Yep, and there's going to be um, thirty eight two and three bedrooms and one one bedroom. Somebody lucky gets that one one bedroom. Exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any Midtown trivia for us, or any McKinley trivia for us before we go? Um, this is not really trivia, but um, it's something we'll call it trivia. We what isn't ne- trivia? Everything we, can be trivia. Oh, this is sort of trivia. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've determined that this is trivia. So good. There you go. It's trivia. Let's hear. Um, it. <laughs> you know when they um, built the school and expanded the the school property north to Vliet, they, the city got rid of the alley, you know, so there, that's like basically one whole square block now, but because they're going to build some phase two of this project is to build a series of, of homes along the Vliet street side of the property as part of this project. Um, the city is going to put the alley back. That's, that is great trivia. Yeah. I mean, you rarely hear about alleys coming back. Like you hear about alleys yes. being vacated, but here's a alley that existed was vacated and now is going to be unvacated. So you can go <laughs> to that alley and be like, Hey, there was a time when this wasn't an alley and it wasn't alley. This is the second alley that's been in this alley. I mean, that's great trivia, Bobby. All right. There short you go. Here. All right. All right. That's <laughs> trivia. It's trivial. I'll tell you that. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> and uh, what do we got next week? We're going to next the week, UWM campus, right? We are. We're going to go to the former, actually the current and the former green uh, memorial museum which are in two separate locations on the same campus 
that's interesting. I really had to close my eyes and try to picture this, I and mean, I figured out where it is yeah. uh, by looking at your photos. We, you know, we both went to UWM, and yep. I'm sure past this dozens of times, millions of times, somewhere between a dozen and a million. Right. Um, I felt like more like a million, but you know, <laughs> it depends where but, you're on campus because loads of people I've uh, talked to who went to UWM said, oh, I really got over to that part of campus. Like they were more math majors or something like that. So they spent more time on the other side. But because I was a journalism major, I was in a building just a few yards away from that old Green Museum building. So I would see it all yes. the time. I remember those days too. I was journalism too. And uh, on that side of the campus, there was kind of that divide between uh, if you were uh, engineering and math, you were on the other side. I do remember those days. But anyway, yeah. we're going to go to the, the former Green Museum on the UWM campus next week on Orbit's Be Looking. So make sure you subscribe. New episodes every Tuesday from On Milwaukee and Radio Milwaukee. Podcast here on 88.9, produced by Kenny Perez. And take a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And always make sure you stick around here to the end. We're working in little bits of trivia, like disappearing and reappearing alleyways in <laughs> Milwaukee. Thanks, John Gerda. <laughs> and thank you, John Gerda, for always <laughs> being there to settle the score on what on what neighborhood is this? Midtown. All right, bye. We'll talk to you next week. All right, take care. <laughs> bye.